Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. This is Mark Braxton, your host for today. Uh, we'll get started shortly, try to allow other people to join in. And once again, my name is Mark Braxton. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, I'm one of the leaders for the North Carolina Vitiligo Support Group, and I wanted to share my story as a black man living with vitiligo. And, and our title is A Vitiligo Story, A Black Man Living with Vitiligo and Love, because we're going to coincide the two today. And I just want to share candidly some of my experiences uh, living with vitiligo, sharing my story, and talk about how I've overcome some of the challenges of living with vitiligo. And I guess I wanted to start off with something I wrote, and we'll get back to it in just a few minutes, but it's, I was asked the question, why am I single? And here's my response. I'm single because someone forgot that I'm more than just a handsome shell. They forgot that I'm a human being with feelings and emotions. They forgot that I'm a man with intellect, a thinker, a poet, an author, an artist, a father, a friend, a comforter, an educator, and so much more. They forgot to dig deeper into my soul to find who I am. They stopped focusing on me and focused on the world. They forgot I have a purpose on this planet. They forgot how to be patient with my struggles and challenges. They couldn't handle my insecurities and my low self-esteem. They simply didn't know how to love me. But my world changed when someone spoke these magic words, I love you. Who was that person? It was me. I found the key to falling in love. I had to love myself first. I've learned to love the man I was, love the man I am, and love the man I will become. Self-love is the key to falling and staying in love. One day I'll use that key to unlock someone else's heart. But remember, to love yourself and others will take notice. Love yourself because you're special and simply love yourself. I wanted to share that, and we'll come back to that later. But right now I want to tell a little bit about my story with vitiligo, and it starts back 20-plus years ago. Sometimes I lose track. It's been that long. But it started off as a small spot on my hand, and it was itching. And I'm like, well, maybe a mosquito bit me. So I'm looking at it, and it was really tiny, and I'm scratching it. No big deal. Then I noticed it started spreading, and I'm going, wait a minute. This is something different. A mosquito bite doesn't spread white like that, and I don't have any, you know, scabs or anything. So I went to the doctor, um, a specialist, actually, and um my first experience going to a specialist, and it wasn't the best experience. I walked in, sat down, you know, you had to wait, and he came in, looked at me, and walked out. And I'm thinking, okay, this is not going to go well. So he came back, and he told me, you know, I have vitiligo. And he said, I'm going to prescribe you the cream. And I'm like, okay, you know, so he did, and, you know, I got it and paid for the cream, you know, well, got a prescription. But then when I walked out, I just kind of felt empty because I'm like, well, he didn't tell me anything. He just kind of looked at me and said, whatever. So I got the cream, tried it, felt like it wasn't working because vitiligo is not a one-size 
fit-all condition is different for everybody. Everybody's experience is different with vitiligo. So I decided to go to another doctor at Kaiser. When we had Kaiser here in North Carolina, Raleigh, and I went in, and the doctor approached me. You know, we, he shook my hand, and we talked. The first thing he said was, how's your self-esteem? At the time, I'm going, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm good, you know. So he went back, and, you know, he did his physical, and, and he went back into wherever the doctor was going, that little hallway to disappear to. And he came back, and he had some papers, and he said, you have blah, 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 blah. He gave him the scientific name for it. And I'm thinking, okay, you know. They don't know what you're talking about. And he said, yeah, vitiligo. And I'm thinking, oh, but the last doctor said, yes. But at that time, I'm like, what is vitiligo? And he told me, you have a skin condition. Um, it may go away. It may not go away. Could get worse. may not go get worse, you know. So we talked a little bit, and he said, um, I'm not going to prescribe you the cream. You said you already used it. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone. There are other treatments. But once again, he talked to me about, my self-esteem, and he was a doctor probably close to my age at that time, um, maybe, I'd say, 10 years older, uh, but he recognized I was in a fraternity, so he talked to me about, you know, my experiences in college and, you know, just was I outgoing, and I said, I'm a little introverted, but, you know, yeah, I'm pretty good at my self-esteem. He said, okay, and he gave me the pamphlet with the information about vitiligo, so I'm reading it, and I'm going, okay, this shouldn't be bad. However, as my vitiligo started spreading, I noticed my insecurity started spreading as well. And, you know, little by little, as every spot appeared, it chipped at my self-esteem. And it got to the point where it impacted how I saw myself. Um, and I'll get to more details on that a little bit later, but that was in the 90s. As I hit um, the 2000s, um, I did get married and had kids, you know. However, I was still struggling with my vitiligo. A lot of people didn't know. Um, family didn't know. Friends didn't know. Even the person I married, she didn't know how much I struggled with my vitiligo. And it did impact, um, I feel like, in some aspects of that relationship, it impacted my work experience. Um, you know, it was just, it, w it was turning bad. It was a bad situation. It was really... Uh, affected me socially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. I started dealing with um, having anxiety attacks, asthma attacks, and I'm like, what is going on with me? And I didn't realize a lot of it came from my anxiety of changing, seeing, looking at myself and seeing myself change. And this is something I've heard over and over again, and I'll talk about it a little bit more. The person I was married to, you know, she said, well, it doesn't bother me, and I get that, but it bothered me. It was my issue that I was struggling with, that I was dealing with, and she tried to help me one day by having me look in the mirror, and she said, you know, you're having self-esteem issues, and remember, it's self-esteem. You need to work on yourself. And I said, I get it. I understand it. I'm trying, and she made me look in the mirror, and that was probably the worst thing she could have done because all I saw was, my spot. I'm changing, you know, and I'm spotted. I'd say like a leopard, you know, I could talk about it now because I'm on a totally different path and I have a little bit on my face, but I could hide it with my facial hair. However, you know, it just really, 
hit me hard that, you know, I can look in the mirror and not see the man I was, and I did not accept it, and I struggled with it for many years. So moving later, um, that the marriage ended, and, you know, I was still having some self-esteem issues, some struggles, and, you know, I uh, went to a divorce care program thinking that would kind of help me out and I could boost myself up, and but it didn't. And I knew I had this struggle. I knew I had this issue I need to combat, but it was hard to do. And, you know, trying to work on yourself sometimes as men, we try to do it on our own. You know, I don't need help. I'm good. And I was, I was, I was trying to tell myself that I'm good, and I wasn't. You know, I was angry. And, um, you know, when people would say stuff, and, and people can be a little cruel in their approach to asking questions, you know, what's wrong with you? Why is your skin like that? So little by little, I stopped wearing shorts. I wouldn't go to the beach. I wouldn't go to the pool. You know, I would hide in the wintertime. I would make sure I wear long, long sleeves so I could hide my hands. I didn't want to be seen by the public because I just felt, you know, on one end, I've got my normal skin as a black man, and now I have this other condition that makes it double, and I've seen the looks. You know, I've heard the comments that people, you know, make, and, you know, it was just really my struggle dealing with the things that people would say, do, or look, you know, all these things together. So I dealt with anxiety and depression. After divorce, I decided I'm going to get back in the dating scene. I'm trying to boost myself up. And, and I've had a coworker share with me. She, she told me one day, Mark, stop shining the flashlight on other people, shine it on yourself. And I didn't understand that at that time. Now, moving forward, as I'm evolving and changing, because I, I could feel that I was going through a change. And it was a good one, but changed time. So I got involved in another relationship that was maybe two and a half years, almost three years roughly. And you know, there were some good pointers in it. But once again, I heard it doesn't bother me. And I'm thinking, but you don't get it. It bothers me. I'm dealing with the vitiligo. It's my challenge. So long story short, you know, she ended things and said, you know, I want a man who has, you know, high self-esteem and it doesn't have to deal with any insecurities. And, I, you know, at first it, it hit me. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, I've been with this person for this long and it just ended. However, I thought about it for about, I always say three days, and then roughly in the fourth or fifth day, I was just like, you know what? She's absolutely right, and I have low self-esteem and insecurities, and I have to tackle her. So the first journey into that was to go to the pool. One of my friends has an aquazilla class. She invited me, invited one of my other buddies, and I was like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get in the water. He was like, Mark, you have to come. So I went. Got in the water, swim trunks, shirt on, looking crazy, but I did it, and it was still hard. So the next time I said, you know what, I, no, i got to take this shirt off. i got to be like every everybody else out there that goes to the pool and beach and all that. So it was hard taking that shirt over my head because I didn't want people to see what I looked like. But I did it because I knew I had to tackle this challenge, you know. And I got in the water, and it was like it washed everything away. You know, when I got out of it, I was like, wow, I feel refreshed. It, it was the first step. It was a baby step, but it was a big step. It was a uh, step I needed to take. And here on out, you know, I went to the pool. I take my shirt off. The kids I worked with never saw me in the pool before. They were so excited to see me in the pool. I'm like, wow. 
Um, I went to the beach for the first time in maybe 15 years. No shirt. You know, I had on my trunks, and I didn't worry about my feet. I had on my sandals or no, you know, on the beach, no sandals at all. So I'm sure of my vitiligo. And I call it my evolution, evolutionary warfare, really, because you struggle with, no, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. And I had to do it for myself. Now, going back to that other relationship, the question she asked me, how patient do I have to be with you? And I said, as patient as you want to be, and I realized not everybody can handle our challenges. Not everybody's patient with our challenges when we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. But 2019 was great. I mean, I stepped out of my comfort zone. I tackled my anxieties. I would go to uh, festivals and concerts and all these things by myself, wearing my shorts and sandals and didn't care. And when I got to work, I had coworkers say, Mark, something's different about you. What changed? I said, I learned to love me and accept myself for who I am and for what I look like. You know, this is my skin. And I accepted. I said, I can't go, uh, I can't let vitiligo take me on this journey. It has to travel with me. And that's what I decided, you know, and it started mentally within myself. I said, no, you know, this is what I have to tackle and I have to do it, you know. So I said, no longer will I hide, no longer will I um, hide behind long pants and all this stuff that I was doing. I can't do that anymore. And when I wrote what I read earlier, you know, the key to learning how to love people and for people to love me, I had to love myself. And all the days in that, um, I want to call it a poem or a deep thought, I was the person, I was they that forgot that I'm a human. I was they that forgot I was a man, you know. I was the they that, that focused on what other people thought. I was the they that forgot my own purpose. And I said, I can't do that anymore, you know. I'm bigger than that. I'm stronger than that, you know. And that summer, I found my family. You know, sometimes family, yes, family is blood, but I found another family, which is our vitiligo support. I reached out to Terrell. I said, Terrell, can I join? And I had been avoiding them for years. I have maybe three or four um, cards, and I said I didn't need a support group. And I realized I do because I have found a family, and we all are there together loving each other and not judging each other based on what we look, our experiences and all that. We support each other. And that's one thing I'm encouraging any of our brothers out there, you know, find a group, reach out for that support. You have people that love you and understand as men sometimes we don't like to get help. And any ladies out there with a man that you know with vitiligo, support him, ask him to come to a group, something, because, that's where you're going to get your help from. You know, the world out there is cruel. We live in a world that wants perfection from people, and there's no perfect person. You know, we all have something we're dealing with in many categories, but there's no perfection out there. Now, I wanted to share a few more things. Oh, as I'm, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but I like to talk a lot, and I'm looking at my timer as well. In dating, I do want to talk about that a little bit briefly. Uh, dating can be a challenge because you have to find people or they have to find out. We don't need to find out. But people that love us for who we are as a person, not for what we look like on the outside. Some people see us as unique, and we are, because our skin looks different from the average person. And some people see us as people that they can conquer, 
because of our uniqueness. And and I say that because I haven't encountered someone before that only fascinated with my skin. You know, it's like, oh, your skin is beautiful, your skin is this and your skin. And I'm thinking about what about my personality? What about my goals, my dreams, you know, my purpose? You're worried about my skin. I know what my skin looks like, you know. But sometimes we encounter people that like us because of how we look and not for who we are. And I'm saying to my brothers and sisters out there, yes, unfortunately, we are going to be involved with people who only see us on the surface. But I'm encouraging all of us to engage with people who dig deeper to find out our goals and dreams because we're people just like everybody else. My time is ticking down. I'm watching my counter. A couple of things I want to share before I wind down. Um, and this is something I wrote. I do a lot of writing on Facebook, um, deep thoughts. Sometimes they hit me in the middle of the night and I have to write them down. But some people will stand with you. Some people will stand behind you. Some will walk away. Some people will envy you because of your purpose and your message, including friends. Always speak your truth. Sometimes you have to go through the storm with others. Sometimes you have to go through it alone. Either way, you're going to go through it. Once you get to the finish line and look back, those who chose to stand with you will be right by your side. Those that didn't will become a faint memory of your past. My brothers and sisters out there, you don't have to settle. You're going to go through these challenges, but you know what? You've got a family out there that loves you. And when you're going through these things, make sure you're reaching out to us. Um, you can reach out to Valerie. You know, if you are global, if you're local right here in North Carolina, you can reach out to us. We are here for you, Katrina, myself, Terrell, there's Kawan, there's so many other leaders that I can name, uh, Kenyatta, you know, so many. Reach out to somebody. You know, it's okay. Let us, you know, embrace you. You know, of course, the social distancing right now, but let us still embrace you and bring you in because we do have a family that's there for you and there to support you. And really, that is the love portion of this. You know, sometimes we think love, we think relationship. Yeah, it is a relationship. You have a relationship with another family out there that cares because we understand the challenges that you go through, although everybody's story is different. Everybody handles their vitiligo differently. Um, some people struggle, some people don't. But you still have people that love you, still have people that care for you, and that want to support you in ways that you would not even imagine. Um, just make sure they are there for the right purpose in your life and just make sure that, you know, if you're going to allow somebody to come in, and I'm not just talking about the group, just people in general, that they're there to love you or who you are as a person. Um, and just always remember we're people. And I do have one more thing to share. And it was something that was said to me, and I'm going to say it to you as well because it, it means a lot. I had a friend say, Mark may have vitiligo, but vitiligo doesn't have Mark. And I'm going to take that same saying to all of you out there that are listening, whether you have vitiligo or not, you know, Mold it, shape it into however you see fit. But you may have vitiligo, but vitiligo doesn't have you. So as you're going forth in your workday, summertime, whatever you guys are doing, just remember, you know, yeah, you have vitiligo, but it doesn't control what you do with your life. You know, yes, we are unique people. 
if we look unique, still people. And always remember that and never let somebody take that from you and never let somebody take your voice from you, you know. Um, there, there's so much I can share, so much I can go on with in regards to, you know, vitiligo relationships, how to think, you know, what to think. Um, but my time is still running down. I don't want to take up too much more of our time, but I thank everyone for coming out. I thank everyone for listening. I hope that I have said something that will change your life, whether you have vitiligo or not. You know, if you're going through a struggle, always, always, always remember to love yourself first. You know, for those of us who are still struggling with the COVID-19 and, you know, the distancing, the social distancing, we all know it's hard. Some of us are very touchy-feely people. We need that hug. We need that closeness. We know we really can't get it like we used to. But sit down and talk to people. Let somebody, you know, hug your mind. You know, have those deep conversations, those deep engagements where, you know, they truly get to know who you are as a person and how you think and, and maybe just explore life that way. It can change you. It can change somebody else. I have eight minutes left, and I'm not going to keep rambling. Thank you. Love everyone. Take care. And once again, Valerie, thank you. I truly appreciate you allowing me to uh, come on board and to host my first show. And we pray and hope this is not the end. We would love to continue to do more shows, bring more people on board. So take care, everyone. Have a safe weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy the heat. If it's hot where you're at, you know, get some fresh air if you can. We love you. Have a good night.